We are back with the 157th edition of the Quarantine Cast. Like always, I'm really excited, but this time more so than usual because I have a guest I've never spoken to before outside of messaging. He is uh, not only a UFC fighter, but he's also a former Carolina Panther, which is remarkable, the fact that I'm speaking to someone who's played in the NFL. Without further ado, it's the Prince of War, Greg Hardy. Hey, man, how's it going? Good, good, brother. Nice to have you. I mean, nice to be on. No, I appreciate it. Uh, before we get started, man, um, I want to thank you. The, the other day, you were enjoying your moment. You were graduating, and you invited me on to talk to you for like 30 seconds in the middle of your graduating ceremony. So I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. No, it was a pleasure, man. It made it, it, made it an event. And uh, secondly, congratulations, man. That's a huge deal, and uh, congratulations. Yeah, that was a long time coming, man. I, I've been sneaking around doing that one here and there through all the uh, back and forth and the fighting and the training and stuff. So it took a while. I'm super happy, you know what I'm saying? I got it done. What was your What was your degree in? I, I mean, I'm sure it's crazy to be able to ba balance all that stuff, but what was your degree? Uh, graphic design. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, how, yeah. has that, how has that been through the pandemic and, and everything? I'm sure it's been crazy. It's been super cool, man. Um, just being able to tap into more of, like, what I like to do. and Because, you know, I, I enjoy fighting and I enjoy football and, it, you know, at some point it becomes your job and what you do in your free time is what you like to do. So my hobbies are graphic design, man. And I got to do a lot of that when we were just sitting around, especially, you know, I was on the first, I was on the first Jacksonville event back in sports ever. And then, you know, I had to sit for a while. So I've been having time to just get in there, doodle, hook stuff up, do a couple of, I did a couple of, um, a couple of uh, designs for some businesses around town. My first, you know, actual business so it has been super cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I thought it was, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, he's like an NFL star. Why would he go back to, to school? And I think it's crazy that a lot of people say that. And uh, I think it's amazing and awesome that you did it. No, nah, man, you got to keep it going. Got to keep advancing. And now we'll uh, we'll swing back into MMA. I mean, you've got a huge fight coming up against uh, Ty Tuivasa. First things first, your thoughts on the uh, on the opponent? No, he's, he seems like a cool dude, bro. Uh Mixed, mixed crowd, uh, fans-wise, kind of like me. Well, not like me, but, you know, got some love, some hate. Likes to, likes to bang. That's my favorite part. You know, I hate that wrestling crap. He wants to go in there and put on a show, and that, you know, gives me the opportunity to go bust his face up, give give, give, a, give a show, and then kind of move on to the next stage of my, uh, my fight career. You know, let everybody know that it's advancing and it's getting a little more serious. It's not that Derek Lewis lets just be trash at all of MMA until we throw haymakers in the last two seconds of the fight kind of ish yeah i think stylistically this is a great matchup because like you said he likes to bang and and that's that's what you do you know that first opening round is is really where you excel um i want to talk about your last fight because like you looked amazing um and then the wrestling and the cardio and all that stuff what's been your biggest change since that fight in terms of your cardio you know, honestly, right now, the only thing we've really been changing is trying to get my actual weight down so that I don't have to cut weight. Because I think a lot of people don't know this. They uh, make jokes and they, and they poke fun. But, you know, I've been at 295 as a defensive lineman for, you know, a lot of my career. Like, I'm a, I'm a massive yeah. dude. And, you know, anybody meets me in person, they kind of are like, oh, man, you're way bigger than you look on TV. So, like, being that massive is kind of hard when you're cutting – and losing weight, and I had one of those back-to-back -back fights in December against uh, the last one, and before that with uh, I can't remember his name. Maurice Green. Uh, yeah, Maurice Green. It was like a month apart, so I had two thirty-pound cuts, <laughs> and then it, it just it just killed my energy systems, man. And 
basically fighting without those energy systems is, is, is a whole different story. So we're just trying to make sure we come in, not, 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 not cutting so we can throw the kicks. We can do the punches. We can wrestle. We can think and be cognitively aware, you know? So what are you walking around at now? I mean, you said you walked around in 295. Um, how much have you dropped down? For about, oh, right. I've dropped down about 18 pounds now, but uh, normally oh, I walk wow. around. All right, man. I'm, I'm just a big, a big dude. You know, don't don't look it. So we're trying to. I want to. I want to sit around like two seventy. Yeah, it's only five pounds. Yeah. Then hopefully in like a year or so, come down at least two sixty five, two sixty, man. Because I'll be, you know, it'll, it'll it'll increase my athletic ability, my movement, the the power I'll be able to generate because of the speed and mobility I'll have will be through the roof, man. And I'm I'm super excited about it. My wrestling will be ten times better. My wrestling defense will be ten times better. And I think that's just the, the new, uh, that's when I become the king of war. You know, that's the new style and type of fighter. I want to talk a little bit about one of the biggest changes in this upcoming fight is you're going to have an audience. Um, how cool is that to be able to be one of the first people to, to compete in the sold out arena? I'm excited, man. And it's cool. I, got, I kind of got cut off. You know, my, I was ramping it up, started off in New York. You know, I kind of had an epic fail there. Is my first forty thousand, like what forty thousand, and that's not, that's not nothing compared to what I'm used to. But because yeah. I, you know, it was first time me about out there by myself, it was super, super jittery. And then the pandemic hits, and I'm fighting with no crowd. So this is actually like the first time I'm like I've had my nerves back in a, in front of a big crowd, like excited to interact, be cool, like I used to, like dance on the field and shit. And I'm, I, I just I'm ready for that kind of interaction and enjoyment, you know, entertain and fucking have a great time, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, your NFL background in terms of dealing with all that pressure has to has to help tremendously, um, especially. But the difference is you're you're by yourself versus, like you said, a team. How how big was that, and what was the hardest adjustment when you transitioned from one to the other? Man, the, other than my training, I mean, other other than my walking out and just making sure that like I'm keeping myself focused and not like relying on other people's energies and coaches to keep you level headed and keep you from burning up all your energy from being retardedly excited for no reason. It's the training and showing up by yourself. Cause like, you know, in football, man, there's, well, they don't, most people don't know shit. There's like five meetings, two practices, three lunches, two, two, two conditionings. One of those is a weight lift. And I'm there basically all day, have to be at stuff. And it's all constantly keeping you going, keeping you moving. They're shoving food down your throat, throwing books at you, playbooks, like, it's just somebody uh, making you be accountable. Like, and it said in MMA, like nobody's, nobody's doing that for you, bud. And yeah. if you're going to show in the ring and that's another, the biggest difference, like in the field, you can get by, you know, if you miss a tackle, there's a guy there, there's Greg Hardy there. Like I got your back. But in the, in the ring, man, if you didn't condition or if you effing off on your weight, like it's not going to be there, bud. The whole world's going to see. Yeah. That's, yeah. One of the uh, one of the the best things about about when I started watching you fight, I was like your athleticism was was unmatched at heavyweight. Um, but obviously, as times go on, I mean, you've had to start to make make adjustments. What what's the hardest adjustment for you? Was it the wrestling? Was it um, jujitsu? What was the hardest component to pick up? It's kind of crazy, and because you know you guys haven't seen it, but wrestling is the easiest thing for me right now, man. I, because I hit it so hard coming in, you know, I've been wrestling with people like Steve Marco, Rashad Evans, like just absorbing knowledge, absorbing knowledge from these guys, and the in betweens are 
what killed me. Like a lot of people think that, oh man, he was in an easy position. Tiberius shouldn't have did like they shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't happen. I knew exactly how to get out of it. I could have, I could have put him in an Oma Plata from there. I've done it a thousand times, but I've never been in a position to where like I had to stop somebody from punching me to get to that grappling exchange because all grappling practices start with grappling. Nobody's hitting you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I have fight experience. Like I haven't been in training sessions for ten years and like had to figure that out. Like I've been, I went straight into the big show where like, Hey man, like let's not cut Greg. Like nobody's going to be punching me on the ground. Like on those, those rookie, those rookie script or what do you call them? Skirmishes that you have when you're just coming up, court, you know? So because I was so escalated, man, those in-betweens kind of are major for me, man. And it's, it's a big deal. I've, I've been picking up on those hard. And then I would say the other one is just the way that I have to like take, I, I, I take out my athletic ability in fights because I have to learn, like I have to be able to go, and figure stuff out, like though, like that, uh, like that, that Tibera first round, man. I was throwing like those sick body shots, right hands. Like I had just learned that, so like I had to turn my athletic ability off and stop jumping in and out and, and phasing around them to land those things. And it was super scary, but it's just like, bro, all right, calm down, turn it off, don't move, no matter what, keep your feet planted and just fucking throw it. And it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of that, and that's guesswork, so it sucks. But one of the yeah, I mean, one of the things I admire most about you is is the fact that you're willing to throw yourself in the deep end. I mean, you did it right from the start. You're three fights in, sign of the like in the UFC. You get an opportunity to fly to Russia and fight the scariest striker in the division. You take it. Um, not only that, I mean, you, you you have an NFL background and you decide to jump in and do MMA, which is the craziest sport uh, in the world. What went behind that decision to say, you know what, I'm going to go do MMA. You see guys right now, they're jumping into boxing or, you know, the, these other sports where there's only one skill versus, you know, the, the sport that encompasses it all. How long did you think about doing MMA and, and what went behind that decision? I mean, I would say it like this. Uh, I've been underestimated. I've been uh, under, under viewed, under estimated a lot from the very beginning. And it's, a simple explanation. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I've never been that guy. You know, I've never been that headliner guy. But I, but my thing has always been versatility, man. I played receiver and defensive end for the University of Mississippi, while playing three and four guard for their basketball team. I went to the NIT. I've been to the pro, the uh, Cotton Bowl, the Pro Bowl. Like I played professional basketball, and I've just been. I'm. I, my thing has been trying to be one of the best athletes of all time. And I think I've, you know, done a pretty good job of developing myself into that and filling those shoes. But because no one does gives me the uh, the pub or the recognition or the appreciation, that that stuff kind of goes under the carpet or under the table, so to speak. And people just think they they wonder why I'm doing it. And it's just simply because like I'm one of the best cross sports athletes of all time. And like I love it. I love entertaining, and I love being a monster athlete. You know, it's it's the competition. And there's no bigger comp competition than you know MMA, man, or even boxing. You know the the, uh, the arena sports. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like you mentioned, you you mentioned a bunch of other things, but you didn't talk about shot put. You didn't talk about sprinting. I mean, you've really you've really done it all. You've really <laughs> done it all. When you look back, is there is there one sport or, or one uh, one moment in your career that kind of stands out among the rest? Uh, it's between Sack and Tebow and getting that cover of Sports Illustrated. Or catching a touchdown on, on Mississippi State, either Memphis or Mississippi State. It was my first, I think it was my first touch, touchdown in the NCAA, and it was just sick. 
It was like, yeah, I'm a defensive end catching touchdowns. They told me I couldn't. <laughs> when when you uh, when you look back, is there is there a, did you enjoy your your college your time in college football more than than NFL? I mean, a lot of people are like they love that the time that they had in college, but obviously competing NFL is a different level. Is is there one that you enjoy a little bit more than the other? It's hard to say, man, because in college I had more fun. Wasn't there? I guess it, I was, you know, competing for my dream, but there was nobody behind me trying to replace me or dock my pay or, you know, it wasn't it wasn't as serious. But at the same time, in college, in, in the NFL, man, because I gave so little Fs, like I had fun, you know, like I'm the guy that's like, yo, I'll pay all your fines. Let's fuck these guys up. I don't care. Like, let's do it. Like, <laughs> like we goose egg New York, man. We're like one of the only defenses in recent times that have goose egged an NFL team. And that's just having fun. You know, that's guys enjoying each other, man, not worried about mistakes. And that's hard to do in 2021. People always want to, like, point out your mistakes, get mad at you, talk trash. And I just spent a lot of time dancing on the field, wearing earrings, getting my own cut, like, hair cut the way I wanted to, tattoos. You know what I mean? Like, going going to church, giving back to the community and having fun. Like, being being the best bad guy of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was unbelievable. Is there, is when you look back, do you miss the NFL? Do you miss football? I mean, obviously, you're at a different stage right now in your life, but with things like the XFL and all these other other organizations now now starting up, do you miss that? Is that something that you consider maybe doing again? I enjoyed the sport, man. I enjoyed my time, but I really do enjoy what I'm doing now. The fight world has been very very kind to me, even though the Jay Glazers are giant dicks. The community as a whole is amazing, bro. And the uh, the freedom that I have to be myself and perfect my craft on this side is like none other, man. So I don't I don't really want to go back. But because I love it, I would go back for some money. If somebody wants to pay me to make a Super Bowl, yeah, I'll fuck up some offenses for sure. I love it. I love it. I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, I don't want to go into a whole lot of detail, but one of the things that, that really inspired like, – you inspired a lot of people when you came back and and you did what you did. You, you did MMA. And uh, I want to get that off my chest. But how do you overcome a lot of that negativity? I mean, like you said, there's a lot of people in this industry and a lot of people on social media that, that have nothing nice to say. How do you ignore all that and, and turn it into a positive? Go out and get a degree, do MMA, become, you know, like one of the best uh, cross-sport athletes of all time. How do you ignore all that and, and do what you do? You need to just adjust your focus, man. And it's gonna it's gonna sound like an easy, easy thing to do, but it's very complicated, man. And it's you gotta stop worrying about what they're saying about you and keep adjusting you, you know, making sure you're that guy that you are. Like and for me, I was already that guy, man. The person that they thought I was was a character that I played. You know, but I've been like I went to private school. I'm not a thug at all. Like I'm very intelligent and but as an entertainer, like because you know, my fans give me that kind of love, like I am I'm devoted to these to these to these roles and to this fun man and that's what they deserve because of the amount of money and the amount of time that people spend and put into loving my fucking persona loving what i do so that's for me what i gave back and separately when those come back to bite you in the butt you can't fall back into those those roles because a lot of people do and it's like fuck you guys and it, it turns into hate and that anger and that's that's disruptive for like uh eclectic people you know, like you're doing your journalism thing, like it, w- it would mess up your flow, man. It would mess up your energy. You would feel different, look different on TV. And the, the best thing for me was to just not be that big, black, scary dude that they thought those tr- were trying to portray me as and be the artistic, dope, do whatever I want kind of guy that 
not trying to hurt nobody unless you're trying to pay me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny because I'm talking to you now, and and it's it's almost different. It feels like I get to to meet the real Greg Hardy, which is which is awesome. Um, and uh, I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize. I mean, you were getting phone calls, you were getting messages minutes before fights, um, and you were able to, to to put that away and go out and perform. And uh, the fact that you were able to do that is, is very admirable. Want to hear a dope inside tip or inside story? So. The, what was that? Uh, Maurice Green fight, right? I'm cutting weight, yeah? And I'm at the same time, I'm getting calls, and motherfuckers are telling me, like, yo, your, uh, your accountant from the NFL did some crazy-ish. Some stuff got left over from back in the day when you took a loan. Something, it was something from when I was super young, and, like, the interest had built up crazy. They were like, yeah, they're garnishing your check. You're not going to get paid for this fight, but you still got to fight. I was like, what? <laughs> just shit just shit like that, man. Our motherfuckers, like, all my shit, like, getting my phone number, death threats. Call, well, not death threats, but, like, saying, like, oh, if I see you, I'll, I'll shoot you in the face. Or just it's just the craziness, bro. Like, I'm, I'm cutting weight, and my mind's just, you know, it starts to slip. And then that's what, that, what I was telling you earlier. That's when it comes into focus, man. Because you got you to gotta let that shit go. But it's... That, that's what was going on a lot a lot of the time in that Morris Green fight, but I was I almost punched the hole through the wall. I was yeah. just like, is a mad unprofessional, this is crazy. But then you gotta be like, damn, bro, like this is I did it. You know, I put myself in those positions, like just calm down. They're wrong, but I'm wrong. And move on. That shit was crazy though. Yeah, I wanna talk about uh two people who really uh one of which I'm really close to and the other I know you're you're very close to, and those are Dean Thomas and uh, Rashad Evans. How, how big have they been in both your MMA journey as well as your personal one? Big time. Dean got me started, man. He's the one that got me my first fight. My first amateur fight, Port St. Lucie. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to get back to working with him. Got to uh, get get some, some things in order after this fight. This will be my back on track fight for all my coaches and get my camp back together. And then get back to training with the master, but he's been in, influential in like every way possible, man. Just as far as my outside, the, outside the um, MMA life journey, inside the octagon journey. And he just keeps, you know, investing time, not, 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 not tripping on me, not, not, not worried about a lot of anything. Just keep those good vibes that I was talking about and, and surrounding himself and helping me surround myself with the best people. And the same with Rashad, man. Like just weird, we all got brought into each other's lives in a weird way, and we started to click. And you know, I I, I was honestly just looking at four people to believe in me and that wouldn't quit on me, because that's what it would t that's what it takes to work with somebody like me. Because because of the BS constantly, and it was just the best two people because they don't give a f. They're certified already, and they're they're, they're cut from my my kind of cloth. You know, where like I I am super gifted. Don't get me wrong, but we're gonna outwork you. I'm down to work. I'm down to show up at five, leave it for 10. There's, there's, there's no way. And it's, it's really a joy, bro, to get to actually work with those kind of people. Cause I've been looking for those kind of people, basketball, football, track, every sport I've ever played, man. I've sought out those kind of people and just, I would, I would even say leached off of them man, and enjoyed the time, but try to drain them. <laughs> well, I'll have a, I'll have a couple more questions and then I'll let you go. Um, at what point do you think you're going to, when people think Greg Hardy, they think NFL. At what point do you think they're going to think all-around athlete? 
NFL, basketball, MMA fighter. At what point do you think that is is the overall picture when they think of Greg Hardy? Man, um, I think coming soon, you know, because I'm going to take this time for the rest of next year to be back open. I'm going to start opening up more doors to talk, you know, and I've shut myself out a little bit too so that everybody can see and know, man, because if you don't talk about it, if you're, if, if you're not active and letting people know and, and interacting and engaging, man, people aren't going to really care to look. But uh, once once I make this evolution, I start taking people down, look out for that, start kicking people in the face. They're going to be like, oh, crap, Greg Hardy. And they're going to be able to interact. And I'm going to start putting myself out there so they can see, man, the full the, the full package is I make I make regular athletes look silly. I'm a super athlete. And the sky's the limit. And you should tune in. You know, people are going to want to, want to further engage and tune in and see what happens next, man. Because I think we're going to I think we're going to go overseas and play some basketball next. I'm even thinking about playing a little bit of baseball, man, trying to get into some AAA. It just depends upon how fast we get this this MMA ball rolling because the gold is the number one option. But number one athlete of all time is what I'm shooting for.